Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Sports Virgins, the podcast from Pomodo, where a pair of total sport novices, that's me, Amy Vos, and me, Matt Richardson, get to learn all about the world of sport. On this week's episode, we discuss Wayne Rooney. Does Wayne Rooney now live in Derby? <laughs> the FA Cup. Seriously, this needs to be a film. It's got yeah. so much. He's got Wayne as the player manager. You've got the people with the kettles. Parenting. I'm just a bit concerned that your first thing you went to was, you know when you push your four-year-old over? <laughs> <laughs> and referees. I bet every referee has had their head put in a loo and it flushed. <laughs> it's time for the Sports Virgins. Welcome back, uh, Sports Virgins in lockdown. How, how are we all doing? Are we all right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're okay? Yeah. I feel, I, like, I feel like this is just life now, isn't it? This is just how I, we just live at home, we work at home and we don't see anyone else. I, I have started to um, go to bed at 8.30 because there's nothing else to do. That's the, that's the <laughs> point I am at at lockdown now. Of like 8.30, I'm like, get me in bed because I'm so bored. Mm, I'm, I'm fed up of watching television. Like there's nothing I want to do less than watch television. Same. It's, yeah. you know, I think uh, listen to podcasts. You know, if you, yes. just, if you just joined us this episode for the first one, there's loads of these to catch up on. You're lucky, really. Yeah. I wish I was you. Very good point. Very solid. What about point. you, Dylan? Are you uh, chilling? Yeah, you... just uh, you know, do you know what? This is the highlight of my week because I get to interact with other people. <laughs> uh, how does this affect the sporting world, Dylan? I mean, obviously, I have heard about a lot of players testing positive and stuff, but there's still things going on, right? Yeah, so professional sport is still going on at the top level, but th- there's been a lot of disruption due to COVID in the last weekend, which we will talk about. But thankfully, sport at the top level is still continuing for now. Yeah, thank thank God. I mean, it's otherwise. Really, what would you do, Matt? I, you know what? It would that would be the final nail in the coffin for me. I think if sports stopped, that's my life over. Yeah, you'd be going <laughs> to bed at four pm, wouldn't you? It, exactly, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I I saw a sporting story, and I'm sorry, Dylan, because there's a chance you might bring this up. But I was quite surprised. But I was quite inspired by Mark Wright, formerly of Towie. Uh, married to that Michelle Keegan, playing for for a team in the FA Cup. He did indeed, yeah. Crawley Town. That's my sporting knowledge of the week. There we go. Um, but before Towie, I mean, um, I, I only know this because um, back in my days of uh, being popular with ITV, I always used to get sat next to him at dinners and um, he told me this several times. Oh, God. Um, he was like a semi-professional footballer, wasn't he? Wrong. For years, but pre-Towie, yeah. like that was kind of his life. Well, I mean, I, I I don't know to what level he got to, but he, he was in Spurs' his youth team, but he never got signed like by the first team. So um, I think he was a promising he was, youngster. He, he was in the youth team at, at 30. Um, he wasn't very good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, he's just uh, signed for Crawley Town. But that is something that we're going to talk about. That was okay. on my thing. Let's okay. things to talk Interesting. about. Interesting. Yep. yep. Um, I have no. I have nothing. I, sport may may as well not have happened. Like I'm Schrodinger's sport fan. If I, you know, it both happens and doesn't happen because I don't know anything about it until you tell me. So you didn't watch the skiing World Cup then? I what? didn't, and I do love the skiing, but I didn't know it was on. <laughs> I, do you know I actually did? I love skiing. I, 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 I ski. <laughs> Nothing sounds like oh, okay, okay. saying okay. I ski, guys. I ski. No, I don't often. Like, you know, I've been on a few holidays. But um, I love skiing and I actually quite like watching. Well, I like watching it when they do tricks, you know, usually yeah. snowboarding and stuff. Oh, no. But see, I didn't I'm, even, I wasn't even aware of this. I'm a big ski fan. Love the moguls. Love a slalom. When I was 13, um, not to out middle class you, Amy, but when I was 13, I did, I was, I'd skied for so long. I did the downhill racing school as a ski oh. school. Like I'm... I can, I can bloody ski. Oh, we found our sport. <laughs> oh, yes. A sport where there is um, apres ski. If all sports had apres ski, I'd be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. superb. Superb. So maybe uh, after the darts Christmas party next year, then uh, we can go on a little ski Ooh. trip. We, 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 you know, when we get maybe to the two million listeners per week, yeah? Okay. Okay, cool. Then we'll go on a ski <laughs> trip. Yeah, fine. Deal. It could be like live from snow bombing. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. Now we're talking. I'd love to go to that. Yeah. We tried I, to get well, a few I wood jollies actually, there. I don't mean to, uh, again, show off, but I did go about five years ago and we drove from uh, Dover. Yeah, basically drove from Dover, like did the whole road trip. We dressed as Funhouse. Me, my friend, we were Melanie Martina and then we had a guy with us. He went as Pat Sharp and we won the road trip on snow bombing. So it was, so, uh, if I'm honest, it was a highlight of my life. Um, so what, I have to ask, um, what is Funhouse, number one? Uh, I and beg your pardon? What on I earth know, I know what Funhouse just... is. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know, know I don't what really... Funhouse is. I know who Pat know? Sharp is. 29? I forget how young you are. Okay, I'm nearly, yeah. yeah, I am nearly a decade older than you. So Funhouse was the greatest kids TV show of all time where um, Pat Sharp, basically the kids went on the show and they went to all different parts of this fun house. You know, it'd have all sorts of yeah, yeah, yeah. activities okay. going on. Melanie and Martina were the cheerleaders. They were twins. Um, on a children's show they had twin cheer that sounds a bit yeah it was that, a little bit Matt, Matt's suspect. perked up a little bit there <laughs> sorry what was this about twin cheerleaders <laughs> oh dear anyway we've got we we have digressed but anyway that's us yeah. there, there we, we found a sport we're passionate about Dylan this there is exciting we go. so yeah I mean the skiing world cup was it is on but um, it didn't get a huge amount of coverage to be honest with you but a British guy did win third in the downhill, oh, okay. in the slalom, in the slalom. We'll take it. We yeah. will absolutely, especially when uh, he's probably been training at the Bracknell Dry Slope. Yeah, exactly. Which is essentially so. a piece of carpet on a hill. So yeah. he went to Switzerland. You know, good, for, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So that happening, but obviously that's not the main sporting news of the weekend. Um, the main sporting news of the weekend was that it was my favourite week of the football calendar, which was week it finishes. <laughs> the uh, the FA Cup third round. So I know I think we may have covered this in some some previous episodes. But do you know the significance of the third round of the FA Cup? Well, I'm a, I'm going to hazard a guess. It's that basically you get you could get a massive club like Man United playing a tiny club like 
owed BFC. That was a small town I lived near. I don't know. Is that right? It could yeah, be. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it's it's the round where all the Premier League clubs enter the draw. So, you know, they, they're not part of it in the first round, the second round. Um, but some of the smaller clubs, if they've managed to get this far and if they draw against one of the bigger clubs, then there's some seriously big kind of David versus Goliath matchups. And also sometimes there's big upsets. So there's big sort of like Cinderella stories. And yeah, this weekend did not let down. It delivered multiple different stories. So like, for example, what would be a cinderella e kind of thing that happens at this a random team that's in the fifth or sixth tier full of you know part-time workers beating liverpool or something do you know what I mean? and that like, happens yeah it has happened in history so so Fair this enough. weekend there's a couple of good ones so i'll start from from the beginning where friday night was the first uh round of matches for the weekend and you had aston villa playing liverpool which obviously isn't a big story two premier league teams but the story here is that aston villa basically got covid so rather than cancelling the game, they played their <laughs> academy team, so their under-23s, but most of the under-23s had trained with the first team, so they couldn't play. So they basically went down to the under-18s. So they had most of the under-18s playing against Liverpool in the FA Cup. Well, like 12-year-olds or something. Well, yeah, there were 16, 17-year-olds. It's wild in sport how young, in football especially, how yeah, young they all are yeah. in their prime. But um, I get, yeah, they're these kids who are still at school playing proper, yeah, proper and, professional Yeah, and one kid, a guy who's 17 years old called Louis Barry, he actually scored. So they were losing 1-0 and obviously expected to get thrashed. Um, but this kid ran in from halfway and scored a dream goal. So 17-year-old scored against Liverpool's first team, which was pretty cool. So that happened on the Friday night. And then... Uh, Chorley Town Mm. Um, so they beat Derby County so Derby who are in the championship uh, and managed by Wayne Rooney so that was wow. a massive, massive does, upset. Does Wayne Rooney still play? Yeah, he does. Yeah, so he's a so he player plays manager. and manages. What? How I do didn't they fit, know that. How do you fit that in? Uh, it's not uncommon to do. Um, you know, sometimes you do get player manager. It's, it's not like very often that it happens, but okay. but doesn't uh, that mean that he just picks himself all the time? He's like, oh, team sheet. He doesn't play for Captain. Derby though, does he? He plays for a bigger team. No, he plays for Derby. So he is the player manager of Derby, yeah. I don't, yeah this is madness. What? This is, I know you... This Sorry. Is, I, 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 I'm surprised. <laughs> does Wayne Rooney now live in Derby? <laughs> um, don't, I suppose it's so, not that far from Manchester, is it really? So Rooney played for Man United, obviously. He went to Everton. Then he went to the US. He played for Washington DC or DC United or someone in, in the US yeah. for a couple of years. Uh, and was a big success story out there. And then came back kind of like thinking, okay, I'm just going to go into management. So he went into coaching with Derby County, but as a player coach. And then the manager got sacked. So he stepped up to be manager. So he's now basically player manager. Is he good <laughs> at managing? Well, who knows? This is his first few weeks. So oh, okay. D- doesn't sound it. <laughs> Does he though? Every week? Is he not like, oh, captain, this week is... Wayne Rooney yeah. and just is does it, that every week. Is it, is it like when you were a kid and Santa would visit your house and then your dad would come in and be like, oh, I've just missed him. Oh, and like, because he would also be dressed yeah. as Santa. So like, they're like, oh, Wayne, you wouldn't believe it. The manager was here. He's like, oh, I never get to see him. Oh, no. Oh, so- hang on. Let me pop out and find him. <laughs> They often don't actually pick themselves. Like most of the managers, a lot of them will put themselves on the bench 
thinking like, okay, I would rather be on the bench so I can sort of manage and be the manager from the side. But mm. if they're losing and they're in the shit, then they think, actually, yeah. okay, I can, I can sub myself on to sort of rescue the day. Oh, that's like a real hero uh, moment. Imagine yeah. Wayne being like, this isn't working, guys. Step aside. And he yeah. jogs out and does everyone go wild like, way Rooney? Because he must be just, still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess, I don't know how old he is now, actually. He must be sort of mid-30s by this point, so he's quite old for a footballer. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, he's still very good. It's a bit like an Eddie Murphy film, isn't it? Where he plays everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The manager's just Wayne Rooney yeah. in a fat suit doing a silly voice. <laughs> oh, it's good but, to be here, lads! <laughs> <laughs> but it's just fascinating. I just think that's, again, it's just really adorable. I just love the way he's like, oh, player manager, will pop on the pitch if you need him. It's just funny. It's like this yeah. could be a film. I think yeah. maybe. Do you this think doesn't seem things? weird to you, Dylan, but to us. Um, is it no, one of those things where um, if a player gets injured, he's like, no, I, oh, that looks bad. No, no, don't walk on it. Look, I think you're in shock. You don't realise how bad it is. I think you need to be sent off to go. And, because someone who's going to... Me? me. I oh. mean, I, I don't need to... I mean, as he's getting his boots on, no, no, I can't. <laughs> oh, it's just so embarrassing, guys. <laughs> so uh yeah but unfortunately rooney's derby lost to chorley however again largely due to covid because the whole first team couldn't play because of an outbreak so it was largely derby sort of academy or like second team but still for chorley who's a non-league town to be beating a big major club like derby is amazing so they're now through to the fourth round which is incredible that's great um, but so the thing is with chorley so them winning the last game so in the second round to get through to the third round was a major new story in itself um, and in the changing rooms after the game they film themselves singing a song which is like their team song so it's not your traditional song that you would think a football team would sing in the changing rooms after a game it's uh, Adele Someone Like You it's really odd really? it's, it's the most they... non-football-y song ever isn't it and why, why have they gone for that? Yeah, do we know? no, I don't know I've got no idea but fair play in a Chorley accent as well yeah <laughs> Never the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Fair place. Going to get some hate mail for that. I always end up doing Chorley on tour, and it's always great. Lovely place. Um, but they say Chorley. It's got like a, they, it's got that extra uh, bit in it. But Chorley, yeah, yeah, where they've got that the accent, and they do lovely Chorley cakes. But just an odd choice of song. They must be big Adele fans. Was Adele singing? Yeah, I, I mean, I, it I, did so- go, I saw it. It must have gone viral. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking maybe they're from like. East London, where Adele's from, but no, clearly no. that's not the case. Look, isn't I think it? the thing is, you're, you're assuming that like no one has ownership over Adele. Adele belongs to us all. You know, she's <laughs> she's very much the people's princess these days. So I think yes. you know, and you can, everyone likes a bit of Adele, don't they? But it's a weird. It doesn't feel like a song that G's you up. It's quite devastating. Yeah. When it gets how it, often they normally lose, they have to have an Adele song because they to disguise them crying. But that's the thing. It gets quite high. It sounds okay at the beginning, but when the chorus kicks in, it's an utter shambles. They're all just yeah, shouting. I mean, yeah, it's a real brave choice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe more people should do some like ballads, as that you know, rather than singing horrible songs about the players. Every so often, they just belt out Boston's "I Want to Know What Love Is." Oh yeah, real power <laughs> yes. ballad. Throw some yeah, proper, just really proper go power for that, ballads. You know, the in, power yeah. of love, like whatever they're going to go for. I think that's probably yeah. going to be better for. Or a bit of John Farnham, you're the voice. That's quite yeah. motivating, inspiring, isn't it? That's a very that's too inspiring for these. Do people, you think? I think. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. it needs to be a bit sadder than that. Foreigner, you know, like, I want to know what love is because you've got the passion there, but the pain as well. Great. 
Mm. Or maybe like Oxford United, they could sing Radiohead, Creep, because they're a local band, aren't they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would just, you know, make the other fans that uncomfortable. So, that is so weird, <laughs> the thought of a load of lads in a football changing room singing Creep. creep. Like, statistically, probably yeah. one of you is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the other interesting story from the Chorley Derby match is that due to the weather, the game was nearly cancelled. So their groundsman slept on the pitch overnight in a tent to make sure that the ground was playable and loads of people from the local village or town, whatever, were out pouring hot water onto the pitch to make sure that the game could be played. I was going to say, like, one man in a tent's not going to warm up enough of the pitch to play on, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were just, like, running down the road with the kettles and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so there we go. Something to add to the movie. (laughs) Seriously, this needs to be a film. It's got so much. It's got Wayne as the player manager. You've got the people with the kettles singing the Adele song. Make this a movie. Oh, yeah, sure. Adorable. Come on. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, step in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, this yeah, is why he's doing it, isn't it? This is why yeah, he's doing exactly. it. He can see the value. So Chorley beat Derby uh, and uh, obviously in the draw for the fourth round. Um, but then, like you said earlier, Crawley Town um, with Mark Wright stealing the limelight. Uh, so they're not quite non-league, but they're in League Two and uh, Leeds United are in the Premiership and, and going quite well. Um, so it's still, you know, a, a huge who, mismatch. Who won that one, sorry? Well, Crawley Town won 3-0. And, oh, and wow. there was no like, there was no COVID um, sort of restrictions or whatever on Leeds. It was their full whack. And uh, yeah, Crawley won 3-0. Well, he was on the bench, so he just signed the week before. I wondered, I, the, the cynic in me, and this is probably an awful thing to say, but because I'm sure he's very good, but um, he is quite, he is quite like late 30s, isn't he? But, yeah, he or is. mid-30s. But um, is there a part of them signing him because it's like a bit of a draw? Like, you know, the way that, was it, there was a club that signed Beckham because they'd make X amount on the shirts just by signing David Beckham? Like, is yeah. there a bit of a, it's a good PR move? Yeah, it could be. It could well be that. Uh, a lot of the football purists and the sort of journalists were, you know, bemoaning the fact that he's stealing the limelight. You know, the fact that Crawley beat Leeds 3-0 is a fantastic football story, but it's overshadowed by a reality TV star. But we were all talking about Crawley when we probably wouldn't have been Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I that's even, true. you know, because I didn't know about the Chorley stuff, but I did know about Mark Wright because that was everywhere. Also, I think it's just... I think it's a really inspiring story that in your late 30s, mid-late 30s, you can you could still play for a professional team. I'm into yeah. that. Yeah, agree. So Are you luck, hoping that you get the same opportunity, Amy? Yeah, not for football, but like maybe a ski team. I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> Think of cool runnings, Matt. That could be us in a few years. That, that could be us in a few years. Is that because of all the skiing we're going to be doing this winter? We're just going to, we're just going to, yeah, you know what? <laughs> People are going to be so jealous of our little jaunts, our little podcast holidays that we get yeah. to go on. I you mean, know, Matt, sponsored your... by a mattress company, probably. Yeah. <laughs> your winter sports repertoire is quite impressive. You've got your ice skating that you're doing at the moment. You've got your yeah. skiing. You know, I'm just, it's... I'm just, I'm, you know, it's it's very much like I picked the wrong climate to live in for this. Mm, yeah. I should have grown up in Russia. That would <laughs> have been fun. Where you pick ice skating at three years old and then <laughs> never see your family again until you get a gold medal. <laughs> oh, dear. We shouldn't laugh. Um... <laughs> so the... <laughs> But back to the FA Cup. So the, the the biggest story of the weekend oh. um, and the biggest mismatch in FA Cup mm. history was when Tottenham Hotspur played a team called Marine. I don't Marine. expect you to have heard of Marine, but right. uh, I only know that it, it's a place in Merseyside so near, near Liverpool. They are in the eighth tier. So obviously Spurs are Premier League sort of, you know, constantly top four, top five and Marina in the eighth tier. So there's 161 places in between them in the sort of the league pyramid. Wow. Um, so it's the biggest difference between clubs ever in FA Cup history. And it was in Marine as well, which is great. So, you know, these big Spurs superstars and Jose Mourinho went down to this little village club. Unfortunately, it's a shame that no one can go and watch that. Yeah, though. exactly. But here's the irony, though. Even though, yes, a massive shame that the, the crowd couldn't be there. But mm. ironically, there was a bigger crowd watching than it would have been in Tottenham Stadium because there's no stand or there's one tiny little stand behind the goal, but because there's no stands around the pitch, it's all houses. So everybody was in their houses and they're climbing on the wall. So they <laughs> they could actually watch. Wow. Oh, yeah. So there's a, probably a few hundred people actually did watch through their back gardens. And in fact, Jurgen Klopp was there. Was he? was he? He came over and he didn't come. He didn't come to us. He's too busy well, for us to come out have a little drink. But okay, mm. I'll, I'll clarify this. It was uh, somebody for some reason had a life size cardboard cutout of Jurgen Klopp next to them in the garden watching the game. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, yeah, not that's sure. Wow. Thing that we should absolutely um, get. Yes. But yeah, so uh, Marine, you know, a team full of plumbers and PE teachers and students and stuff. They played against. Uh, wasn't the, like the full Spurs team, but many of the first teamers. Um, so what was the score? So did they? They didn't. Did they win? Nah, Spurs won five nil, which is oh, okay. you know but, all right. I think it's pretty respectable. I love that. I love that. That you, you're right. This is a it's a special thing. I love the kind the fact that this still happens. Yeah, you know, so, so, like it it's, doesn't happen in many other sports. Actually, you know, no. you don't get this in rugby or cricket. You know, it just doesn't happen. And you know, quite often in the FA Cup, you know, these Cinderella. David versus Goliath mismatches don't happen, you know, every single season. Just happened to be this season. There was about three or four of them in one weekend. We also had um, Morecambe play Chelsea, but Chelsea won that one quite easily. Um, Blackpool beat West Brom, which again is a massive difference in their sort of standings in the league. But the last story around the FA Cup, something that happened on Monday night. So Stockport County played West Ham. West Ham won, so not a major story. But the, the talking point that I picked up from this was the manager of Stockport County refuses to do interviews on Sky Sports because oh. because oh. Sky wouldn't come around to fix his uh, TV box. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no. It's amazing. So he'll oh. give interviews to BBC, <laughs> but that. he refuses to do interviews on Sky. I love And also, That's if I was superb. him, I'd be going, I would like to go on Sky Sports to moan about the fact they've never come to fix my yeah, telly. Yeah. I would love, yeah, imagine that. That would just, just being be his like, um, So how do you think the game went? He goes, well, we'll just hold that for a second because um, I actually can't get any sky at the moment. Um, so uh, my wife would be very proud of me doing this interview. However, she cannot see it. 
Oh my god, that is such a principled man. Wow. I just love the pe- the pettiness. <laughs> yeah, I love um, it. I love that. Yeah, but also again, but then we are talking about it now. So the fact he was very principled, maybe it's paid off. It'd I be hope great, they... wouldn't it? Hopefully, they just. Oh. I mean, surely just fix it. Yeah, yeah I, is he calling the right the number? Is. They're not that bad. They're usually quite quick, Sky. I thought, but <laughs> yeah, but I just love that. So Alex Ferguson also had a seven-year standoff with BBC. I can't remember the exact reason for why, but he refused to do BBC interviews. Really? Yeah, seven really? years he did that. Yeah. But the thing is, though, you know, at least, you know, he was at the top of his game. This guy, Stockwell County, as, <laughs> as if Sky Sports give a shit. But obviously they play. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to upset him, but like my brother's on Sky Sports News quite a bit. You know, like it's... Yeah, exactly. It's not, they're looking for anyone to talk. There's nine yeah, channels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so j- just to kind of top off the madness of the FA Cup third round weekend. So this was the last game on the Monday night, but the game was delayed for 15 minutes because somebody set off some fireworks outside the stadium. What, oh, what's so going on with fireworks at the moment? I've, I do feel feel like they're going off they went off hit around my way about a week ago there was no it was like january the yeah. 8th well it's I, because I, they're I, in the shops because people didn't have proper new year's eve things i think a uh, lot of people bought fireworks so they're, they're just, just bored. they're just around at the moment and right bored, yeah. okay stop it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's bloody annoying isn't it that and, that, and i mean you've both got dogs as well yeah so exactly it's even, even more annoying so yeah, so that was the FA Cup. So you know, lots of material from that this week. Lots of entertainment. It was a cracking I enjoyed weekend, that. Mm. and uh, lots of sport on on BBC as well, which is always nice to have the matches live on terrestrial TV. I, I mean, I would just like to say that that isn't good. I'm always really annoyed. I'm like, get this on a pay channel so I can watch what I want to <laughs> yeah. watch on the BBC. <laughs> Now, that is a good point, actually. Yeah, that is a good point. So, you know, that was the major sporting news of the weekend. Things to look out for, which we will discuss over the next couple of weeks, is that uh, the NFL playoffs is just starting. So basically, that's the knockout rounds of the NFL. But it's also the Snooker Masters. So it's the UK Masters, which is one of the biggest snooker tournaments of the year. So that's just started. So that'll be great. Can you watch that so we don't have to? Is that all right? Yeah, I I quite like watching the snooker. It's quite soothing. Only if I'm trying to have a nap. It's lovely yeah. if you try and have a nap. Just yeah. that little. <laughs> it, it really reminds me the snooker of being Ill- home from school when you're not very yeah, well. That's yeah, so true. Yeah, like it was always on when I was kind of like poorly one day. That and doctors. That and doctors. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of it's the doctors of sport, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I I've tricked myself into thinking that the dog enjoys it. Because I swear when the snooker's on, she kind of looks at the TV and I'm thinking, maybe she likes the colours and the noises. Dogs are colourblind. Oh, shit. Anyway, don't spoil it. I'm using it as an excuse I think, but for also, when the kids are around. Surely, surely it's um because there's 15 balls. Is it 15? No, there's more than 15. It's because all the balls on the telly, 20. that's why. They yeah. love, ball- yeah. love it's like balls. That my cat goes mental when there's a show, like a, a nature show with birds on it, like absolutely loses yeah, the really. plot. It's probably like a similar thing to that. It's just yeah. something they like on the telly. So uh, the last sporting news story we're going to talk to you is we're going to show you a video, actually. So, um, Ooh, not, snazzy. Not great for the listeners. But we're going to show you a video of um, this is in French rugby. So basically, the ref blows the final whistle and you can see there's a Fijian guy there who plays for one of the teams who's really excited that they won the game. And then as the ref blows the whistle and goes to walk off, he creeps up behind him and basically lifts him as if he's a rag doll and went way into the air. <laughs> and the ref's clearly I mean, freaked out. It's not fair to give him a red card. That's so square. Like... That I get, square, I get that it? it's against, you know, he just got a bit excitable. He should be told off. Maybe a, a yellow or, you know, give him a ticking off. But also, I, it just takes the fun out of everything. Yeah. Also, with that, like, 
everyone's horrible to refs all the time and he's being really nice to the ref and including yes. him. It's like, you know, when there was always that kid at school and like they were a bit of a, a bit of a knobber and like, you know, you'd invite them to a party, you'd be like, right, we're going to be nice to him for once. Let's get him along to a party. And then he tells your parents you're drinking alcohol. Yes. That's basically, it's that. <laughs> and you're like, we've tried our hardest to include you in this, but you're being a prick. So you're not going to anymore. That's it. That is just, uh, you're bang right. He's ruined that it red, for himself rev, and all the knobber. other refs. Yeah, he is. Nobber. He deserves to get a referee's a, a, a winker. I'll tell you what he deserves to get, you know. a refted. Oh. Hey, here we go. Ref. Clever. They're just... Is this thing on? Hang on. Let me just... Yeah, no, it is. It's just a It's like, imagine if, imagine if that ref had turned around and just like slapped his bum or something for a bit of fun. It would have been like, oh, isn't life great? That would have been so nice. <laughs> just a little you know slap I mean? on the bum. Where's that these days in sport? I just feel like everything's got so intense and like you can't do anything a bit. Because if Gazza had done something like, you know, Gazza did his did his pranks, didn't he, back in the day? Yeah, he did actually. So yeah, Gazza gave the ref a yellow card once. Did he? Yeah. Bring his own yellow cards. No, the the ref's yellow card um, fell out of his pocket and he picked it up and gave it to him. (laughs) Um, But again, though, talk about the fun police. Uh, the ref actually gave him a proper yellow card. Like, oh, you can't do that. He actually you know what? If I was Gaza, I'd just be like, well, I'm having that back then. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't take the yellow yeah. card back off me to give me a yellow card. That isn't how this works. They're like yeah. traffic wardens. It's just like, no, yeah. You know knob what? off. Um, I bet every referee has uh, been at a dinner party. Someone said something a bit wrong and they've gone, well, actually, and then given <laughs> yes, the right answer. Have, every yeah. referee on the planet, yeah. I bet, yeah. has done that. Yeah. What, oh. a, what a fun sponge. What a shame. The, the best sort of uh, incident of sports person, I mean, not really attacking the ref is, is too strong a word because obviously that's a bad thing to happen. But there was a funny one many, many years ago, a guy called Paolo Di Canio who played for, I think, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday at the time. And uh, the ref gave him a red card and he was so annoyed, he kind of lashed out, just pushed him. But kind of like if you push your four-year-old, the four-year-old probably wouldn't fall down. But the ref did a really comedy sort of backwards fall and tripped over, over on his ass. And uh, Di Canio got fined and banned for weeks for that. I'm just a bit concerned that your first thing you went to was, you know, when you push your four-year-old over? <laughs> <laughs> On a daily basis. <laughs> you know, everyone's got that reference, right? You, you know, your four-year-old and you push it. They don't really fall. They're just pretending, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, any time a ref falls over or gets a ball hitting him in the nuts or something, that's the best thing from a crowd's perspective. They oh, yeah, love it. The crowds go nuts. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bet they do. I bet they do. Because the refs are knobbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All I've learned on this podcast so far, like I don't have any knowledge, but I, I leave every episode with a strong sense that referees are dickheads. The referees are wanker. I've been told it for years and it yeah. finally fits. You know, I finally understand. Yeah. Such so, a shame. Shame for themselves. There's a song about it. Of course it's true. <laughs> exactly. The other thing about uh, refs being knobbers is that some of them, they... <laughs> <laughs> Some it's a lovely word in a Welsh accent that by the way isn't it? it's got a lovely yeah. little it's right. really nicely lovely nice one sorry carry on so talking about nutmegs the other day oh. some of them get a bit like clever with a nutmeg so that if someone's doing a pass to another person and the ref's in the way instead of just moving out of the way they'll just like open their legs and let the ball go through their legs like oh you know oh. I'm all cool I'm just Letting it go through my legs, and I'm just one of the funny. guys. Hey guys, yeah. I just got nutmeg, didn't I, guys? Yes. Guys, did you? Say- I don't think you that's cool. You like, I feel you like didn't yell, you didn't yell nutmeg, but you nutmeg me. Yell nutmeg. Come on, man. Yell, <laughs> like I'm one of you. But it's like, oh. isn't like getting nutmeg a bit like getting a wedgie? So it's almost like the referee going, <laughs> "Oh, give me a wedgie, aren't I cool?" No. 
Oh my god! I bet every referee has had their head put in a loo and it flushed. <laughs> like it just, it just, and you know what? Good. Who watches a sport and goes, "Oh, I don't want to play it. I'd like to be in charge of the rules." Yeah, like well, it's that's, just that's it. It's just you know. Well, we've got to respect. We've got to respect the book. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> I hope there's some refs listening to this show. I really do as well. And you know what? If you're a ref listening to this, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. You're a knobber. Uh, well, I think that's a good. That's a good note to finish off the sporting news. And, uh, and it's Matt's last uh, episode of uh, of sports version this week because um, he's been murdered by a referee. Yeah, the referees association. And before they merge, you go. I'm giving your life the red card. Ah, fuck you! Just stab me already. Well, he's had a very busy week posing on cardboard cutouts, but hopefully he's turned up for us this week. It's Jog and Klopp. Hello, Spot Virgins. Jargon Klopp here. This week's spotting jargon is Magic Sponge. Did, magic, did you hear what magic, that was? Sponge. Magic Sponge, yeah. Magic Sponge. Now, Have you heard of it? So, there no. was a, a podcast called this for a long time that um, Rob Beckett did and Ian Smith and Jimmy Bullard. That's the only oh, reason I know what this okay. is, is because I used to look at it and be like, oh, I hope they asked me on, but it's about sport. Um, it's a football thing then because Jimmy Bullard was on it. Yeah, I mean, Matt, who would invite you on a sports podcast? It's madness, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, what a, f- what a stupid idea. <laughs> it's, um, it is. It is for, well, it's not really football related. It's okay. sport, sport related. Sport related. I, I'd heard of it in my head, but it must have been for the same reference, Matt, because I've got... Is it, no, no is it, is it, <laughs> this is a really silly guess, and I know it's probably not right. Is it that when you come off, like, there's something for you to, like, wipe your sweat with and they all share it and it's called the magic sponge? Yeah, not not really, but oh, not a million miles away. Is it? Is it like if a player's injured, they go, "Here's the magic sponge," and they put it on, and it's kind of like a placebo where it just makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you think that you feel better. <laughs> like they're a four-year-old. Oh, the magic sponge is making your knee feel better, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, or if you're too hot, it'll cool you down. <clears throat> now I know you're laughing here and taking the piss. <laughs> But that's actually what it is. No, it's what? Not. That's actually what it is. So, in in the old days, no, it isn't. No, it is. It is. So, in the old days, that's and really funny. At the top level of sport these days, the physio is a very well qualified physio. They got all the equipment. There's doctors and all that. Yeah. Stuff. But yeah. in the old days, and probably still at a lot of grassroots level, the physio is basically some bloke who's done his St. John's equipment, sort of St. John's certificate with a bucket of water and a sponge. And if someone gets injured, he <laughs> runs on, basically gives them the magic sponge and then off they go. They're okay. That's no. literally what it... Yeah, that's wow. it. So football football first aid is the same as primary school first aid, <laughs> basically. Just spo- yeah. So they just sponge it off and go, right, off you, you're back on. Yeah, whatever the injury, the magic sponge and it makes them better. Yeah. This is, do you know, this makes me just love sport. It always goes back to the fact it's so cute. Isn't it it's so lovely. cute? Well, I suppose it's it just, just reminds you that like, you know, it's about, it's not about as much as football and rugby is now this multi-billion pound industry. Like it does go back to just a load of blokes having fun together. Yeah. And that's what this kind of thing reminds Silly you of. Silly games. Just play it. It's just playing. That's, that's made my day. That, the fact that it was the thing that we laughed the hardest at because it was so ridiculous <laughs> is true is just made my week. Wow. So there we go. Next time you hurt yourself, you know what to do.
magic sponge. This is it. So uh, thank you, Jargon, for that. Uh, so the magic sponge. So there we go. It's a practical use in non-sporting context as well. Amazing. Wonderful Amazing. Stuff. Really was. My favourite. That's my favourite one yet. Yeah. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to Quiz Akabusi. Ooh. Tense times. Yeah. So the score from last week is uh, so 65 to 57. So there's a eight point lead from Amy, but okay. you, you clawed it back a little bit, Matt. Um, but let's see how you get on with this one. So are you ready? Yes. Yes. Question I number am. one Who is England's record goal scorer? So we're talking football and men's, just to clarify. Answers, please. Michael Owen. Oh my God, I've written Michael Owen as well. Uh, you're both wrong. Ugh. Oh, effing hell. Uh, we spoke about him earlier. Wayne, Wayne Rooney. Ro- Wayne Rooney. Yeah, it was between really? Michael Owen and Wayne Rooney, yeah. I nearly put Alan Shearer. Yeah, Shearer's up there somewhere. So it's Rooney's got 53, yeah. and then Bobby Charlton next, and then Gary Lineker. So I'm very surprised what? Amy didn't say Gary Lineker. Oh my God, I've not even mentioned Leicester this Where's podcast. Where's Gary Lineker until from? Until now. He's from Where? Leicester, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Owen is way down. He got lots of injuries and... Uh, oh yeah, no, so thanks a lot, happens. Michael. Yeah. But thank okay. God he's got such a sparkling personality. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so question number two. How many points do you get for a foul in snooker? Uh, Matt. Three. Amy. I've guessed three as well. Why is it with you two both guessing the same this week? I mean, you're both wrong again, but (laughs) you were close. Whatever this technique is, it is not working for me, Matt. It's uh, four. It's four. But also, you could have had five, five, six, or seven. That's so annoying. So if if you do a foul, having hit the black or aiming to hit the black but hit something else, then that's seven. Then same for pink six, blue five, but then all others four. Okay. Okay. So question number three. Oh, from two so far, both of you. Question number three. Um, River Plate versus Boca Juniors is a derby match in which country? And the crowd goes crazy. Um, okay, guesses, please. Amy. Uh, South Africa. Matt. I've gone for Argentina. The answer is Argentina. Matt. Yes! Oh, my God. Amazing. Wow. I originally put uh, the United States and I thought that was stupid um, because I thought Boca Raton, I was like, and, and the juniors, I was like, it's obviously kids teams, which is a, a would be too niche even for this. Well, uh, so Diego Maradona played for Boca Juniors and it, yes, one of the world's best derbies and the crowd goes crazy in the stadiums. Okay, well then, Matt. So uh, question number four, true or false? Two football teams from Scotland have played in the Premier League. Um, Matt. False. They've got their own league. Amy. I was going to say false, but for a different reason, which I'm now embarrassed to admit. So let's just go with false. No, come on. Let's see your reason. Oh, no. No, I just literally thought it was a trick question and maybe one has played in the Premier League. So you're going for true? No, no, I was going for false. It's false that there's two. Oh, right. The answer is false. Ah, yes. Question number five. True or false? 
two mm. football teams from Wales have played in the Premier League? Amy. False. Matt. True. I think Swansea and Cardiff have both played in the Premier League. Matt, have you taken drugs? <laughs> what, are, we, are we talking about specifically today or generally? <laughs> my my mum listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, you are correct. Yet Am again. I? Oh my three god! In the trot. I've, yes. taken, I've had a I've had a big old line of football. Thanks, guys. Mm. Yeah. That's why they call me the linesman. 2021 is your year. It's happening. It really. Yeah. You know what? It's been awful for you, Amy, but it's been great for me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the the background here is that many people think that Rangers and Celtic should join the Premier League because they're so dominant in the Scottish league. It's basically a two two man oh, every single year. Why why have they never? What what's the how, what's the process for them to join? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but probably it boils down to money at some point. But also, oh, okay. I guess the Scottish league would die without them. So yeah, yeah fair a big enough. Thing. Um, but on on the flip side, Wales have never really had a strong football league so Cardiff and Swansea and also Newport also play in the English league system although they never got to the Cardiff and Swansea have both been in the Premier League in the last like three or four years Newport um, your ball gets stolen as soon as you start playing so it doesn't really matter yeah that that is not wrong actually so I actually my dad's from it I mean if you're listening from Newport like I mean I'm surprised you've still got a phone so I played a uh, under 19s match in Newport and our, obviously playing in the away changing room and um, our changing room got robbed. Yeah, that's oh not a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in a some pro- of my proper stadium as well. Proper stadium, not like a, <laughs> you know, little one. Anyway, question number six. What world record does Jonathan Edwards still hold? Matt? Uh, most cream eggs eaten in a minute. <laughs> Um, it's, the, is he the, it's the triple jump is what I think it might be, Jonathan Edwards. Okay, Amy? My instinct was to say hurdles. <laughs> okay. That is a thing, right? hurdles. It is a thing. You've probably confused him with Colin Jackson. Uh, the answer is triple jump. Oh, my, oh my God. God, man. What is happening? Are you Googling? No. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, mean, I it's guess. It's very easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it, like all that track and field does merge into one a bit, though, Amy. I understand why you're... You know, you're yeah, yeah, getting this. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, hurdles, you jump, triple jump, use a jump. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there is. They do both have the same. There is thing. a logic. There's a tr- it's track. I, I mean, it's track. It, sh- it shows how how sort of poor Great Britain are in athletics, I suppose, that we say Colin Jackson was the hurdler and uh, Jonathan Edwards was the triple jumper. Although there's that guy, Greg Rutherford, wasn't he? He was a triple jumper as well. He was yeah, Greg, good. he was quite good as well. He won a yeah, gold. Did he win gold or something? Yeah, I think he did. I think he made a one. He won, yeah. a, he won a good enough medal that he did Strictly. That's all <laughs> exactly, he did. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Matt, let's see if, if this uh, role can continue. Question number seven. Name one NFL team nickname. Just pick a city and an an animal and hope for the best. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, it's gone. Miami Dolphins. I know that's not right. That's baseball, isn't it? Okay, Matt? I've also gone Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Well, you're right, actually. It is NFL. No! Thank you, Ace Ventura. What? That's amazing. Oh, what a score. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so question number eight. Back to Dead or Alive. (laughs) I love this game the most uncomfortable question go Uh, Jonah Lomu do you know who he is yes yeah we should start naming people we definitely know are alive as a threat (laughs) Gary Lineker dead (laughs) watch out (laughs) Matt I've gone for alive Amy he died sadly yeah he did 
I mean, you that said that with really, such conviction, no, but, but I thought you didn't know. No, I did, and I thought that was really tragic because he was um, pr- extraordinary, wasn't he? In the in the 1995 World Cup, or if you've seen the movie, the one with Matt Damon as in, oh, um, Invictus, Invictus, Will yeah, Hunting. yeah, oh. no, Invictus. Invictus. <laughs> so if you've seen the movie Invictus, the Born Identity, Lomu's the big guy in the wing, basically. So back in the days when rugby players weren't massive like they are today, um, or you had massive players in the forwards and smaller guys in the backs, Lomu was enormous. So so he was, yeah. you know, six foot six, 18, 19 stone and could run faster than everybody else. So wow, he was okay. an absolute freak of nature of which the sport had never seen before. Like these days, you have people that size playing that position. But in those days, it was never seen before. And he completely transcended the sport. And yeah, it was a phenomenon. But he had a kidney problem. So um, his, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what problem it was. But yeah, he ended up dying of uh, kidney failure at the age of something like 41 or something a few years ago. So yeah, very sad. sad. Uh, anyway, okay. back to the quiz. Sorry, back yeah. to the quiz. Right. <laughs> nice and easy one. people. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, nice and easy one for question nine. Uh, name a Spanish sports person. So you know who s- just came straight to my head. <laughs> one Spanish sports person. Bloody Federer. Um, Roger, big Rog. No, I can't, I don't know any. Antonio Banderas is an actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really hard. Um, okay, I can't go first. Let Amy go first. Um, okay, Amy. Fernando Alonso? Fernan- Fernando Alonso? Yeah, well done. Is that um, right? I've got this uh, guy, he's mentioned quite often in football, is uh, Juan Nil. Um, uh, Pete Sampras unfortunately not I guess he does look a bit Spanish you've got this is the whole Roger Federer Federer issue he looks Spanish he's American is he American Pete Sampras oh there we go is it because he's got a hairy chest again is that the reason you know what maybe maybe Amy and I are just a bit have quite uh, dated views on um, our Mediterranean friends (laughs) so two, two of the greatest tennis players in history that happen to have hairy chests you both think are Spanish I think Spanish I still think that is Spanish um, they both look like they'd really appreciate a sangria so that's yeah. what I think that's probably it isn't I it? mean, I agree you, you, could, you could have said Rafa Nadal who is one of the greatest tennis players in oh, the world but no. I always think he's Portuguese and there is a good reason my friend's parents have got a place in Portugal and they, and they know him and they always see him he lives in Portugal okay so on to question 10 what sport did Ben Ainsley play or partake in rather than play, maybe is a better way of putting it. Matt, do you want to go first? Cycling. Amy. Sailing. See, Matt, you've fallen foul here of the in the Olympics where we win all the medals. Generally, yeah. it's either rowing, cycling or sailing, and uh, it's sailing. It's one of the three, isn't it? To have a knighthood, it's going to be one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, sailing. So, yeah. And oh. he married Georgie Thompson from Sky. Did oh, he? Yeah, so he yeah. did. I, I really, I sort fun. of started strong and then really tapered off at the end there. Yeah, but it was a draw this week, so five all this week. Oh, okay. So, so the gap hasn't widened. That's no. for me is a win. The the total scores this week are. If I can do some quick maths, are Amy at seventy and Matt at sixty-two. I think I laughed harder in that episode than ever. Like my face hurts a little bit. Yeah, the FA think- Cup stuff, the referee, and then there's the magic sponge. I mean, that uh, that's honestly, 
In a dreary old <laughs> lockdown, that has made my week. I think I'm going to start using the sponge we use to um, clean the plates and things. <laughs> I think I'm just going to I'm just going to give it a second job, especially because if someone gets injured now, the hospitals are very busy. So I want exactly. maybe the magic sponge is going to be the way I deal with anything. You know, if I get tested positive for COVID, God forbid, just the magic sponge is all I'm going to do because I don't want to leave the house and go <laughs> and infect anyone else. Like when your girlfriend Sam, if she's feeling a bit sad and teary about something, go and get the magic sponge straight in her face. She'll love yes. it. Squatch. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Oh, well, so I, th- you know, I feel like we need to thank Dylan and just Sport this week for being really you, good, really exceptional. Well, well done, done, you Sport. Well done. Great work, Dylan and Sport. Brilliant. <laughs> thank you for listening to Sports Virgins, a Pomodo production. Please follow us and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on your social media platform of choice. We are at Sports Virgins. Follow us, tell us some sports facts, or more preferably, tell us that you know less than us that would help or any kind of sporting stupidity please